This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome back to the Sky Blues Extra podcast brought to you by the Sky Blue Tavern. Dean and Ross Cooper with you this week. Ross, great to be back with you in the mix. Christmas has come early for you. You get to spend the next hour with me. Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, I've been a good boy this year. I have been. I've been spending the last five, six weeks, you know, getting in the Christmas spirit, doing the Polar Express. Dawning a moustache, obviously. I was about to say, no one can see that. but No one can see it. My Tom Hanks. So, yeah, you know, it's nice to get given a treat back and being with you today is certainly that. You know, I, I've kept believing, mate. I've kept believing. <laughs> and if you believe, good things can come true. And that's certainly true for this week. I mean, we believe we could go into this week with good intentions and we've come out of it, you know, two draws, but it feels successful. Oh, massively, massively, I think. Beating Birmingham, which was, I think, what we all expected. These two games, or the next three games, Southampton, Leeds, and obviously Sunderland coming up, were games you looked at, two of them being away from home, all in the top six. was going to be a bit of a marker of where we're at, you know, going into the January transfer window. And to come out with two really yeah, brilliant points, really. Um, yeah, two very different games as well, weren't they? They it, it needed different approaches for, for each game. And we've come out, you know, really with success really with the two points exactly exactly Southampton was you know obviously we were at home and we, we had moments and probably finished the game the stronger you know it was a bit more of a sort of a end-to-end game both sides having chances obviously and obviously Leeds away we you know he changed the side and I think a lot of people sort of you know raised a few eyebrows but you know Mark Robbins he he knows what he's doing you know and uh, I was a bit concerned initially I thought oh have we gone to the back five again uh, but uh but no, it was just a brilliant performance. And I think that's the key difference in the last few games and the last few weeks is that there's been that real belief that actually we can go there and get a result. You you rewind to when we had those four straight defeats, there was, there was very little belief. You know, you'd read the forum, the good old forum and Skyboost Twitter, you know, a month ago, and things were looking doom and gloom. We've wasted all this money, yada, yada, yada. And you fast forward, suddenly change of formation. Who knew? Who knew? On the, you know, that a pack four is what we needed. You know, it's not like we've been saying this um, for for months, but uh, but yeah, it looks brilliant now. And then a lot of the new signings, I think people have started to realise that actually, when Mark Robbins said, you know, we need a bit of time. These are good players. <laughs> There's something actually, about them, yeah. Lo and behold, our manager knows what he's doing. Yeah, newsflash. But uh, no, it's it's encouraging, and I think I think there's a lot to be excited about moving forward uh, for the rest of the season. I really do. I completely checked out of of the Twitter and the forum stuff. Now I've just lost interest. I've blocked hashtag PUSB. I just just no interest in what people have got to say anymore. You haven't honest. blocked me though, have you? No, no. Well, you don't I post could. much anyway. 
Oh, no, no, actually, to be fair. To be fair, you don't reply to my text messages. It's uh, it's horrible. Mate, I do. Every so, I always make feel so small. <laughs> like, well, I was, was going to meet. I was going to meet you, mate, the other week, and you you, you bailed. Like, I know. Unfortunately, there was there was some cash on offer um, elsewhere. <laughs> so uh, I would argue that spending Nando's with me is priceless. But that is know. true. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about the the different sort of styles of you know it's horses for courses, isn't it? I don't think a lot of people really have come to terms with that. You know, we've got to go different places mean different things you know we don't have some of the riches that other teams have got i mean you look at that leeds lineup the other day and six of them are at least premier league quality and you know we're, we're coming up against them these these different teams with different styles of playing you know we've we've got to we've got to react to that i don't think people truly realize how it how it works no no i don't think they do and i mean they've got a striker who they paid over 30 million and not oh. even playing him up up front, and, and he's he scored two less goals than Hadji Wright, who uh, some of our fans up until <laughs> recently were absolutely like castigating. So you're absolutely spot on, and I think the change in system has actually allowed us to have more of a definitive plan B. You know, to be able to go to Leeds and and then go actually, we can play the silver on the left, you know, in front of Bidwell. We can do the same on the right, and I always just felt like the two options we had with the sort of back five was the one up front or two up front, you know, but the midfield would always still have that sort of same amount of cover. Um, so, no, I, I think it's, you know, you've got to adapt. And I think Mark Robbins is proving, you know, once again, that he knows what he's doing. We have got more options than in previous seasons. I'm about seasons. to say, we've cried about not having a squad for years. And finally, it looks like we've got one. And people are surprised that changes are made in in like the Christmas period. We've got seven games in... 21 days or something like that. It's remarkable, the turnaround. Well, every, every team does it, don't they? You know, it's... it's, it's um, You've got to utilise the squad, and Robbins had said this, and because you, know, you don't want to get other injuries. We don't want O'Hare to, to blow up again. We don't want Casey Palmer to, you know, have to do too much. Same with Jamie Allen. You know, there's a lot of players, when you think about it, who, I mean, Jamie Allen didn't have a pre-season at all. You know, he's come in and had to play a lot of games because, obviously... Aim are going and not bringing in sentiment and all those, and then Sheaf getting injured as well. So you've got to make changes. But the fact that he made all those changes and we went to Leeds and competed and frustrated them and angered them um, is is credit to, to all the players and, and to the manager. We'll come on to Leeds a little bit later, but let's kick off with the with the Southampton game. Have a little look back at that one. We talked about the side there it was unchanged actually going into this one, but a slightly different formation, four four one one, which was. Quite surprising to me at home to play that way. Had you right and Sakamoto a little bit deeper rather than being completely up front in, in a three. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously, again, Mark Robbins must have looked at the opposition and I think it was going to be, going into this game, it was clear that Southampton are at several levels above where Birmingham are at the moment. And obviously Birmingham was a lot more attacking from our point of view. Um yeah, much more like a front sort of three. Um, but I, again, it, it worked well. You know, we know Russell Martin's sides, you know, when he was at yeah. Swansea, we've, we've never done particularly well, you know, uh, sort of against them. So I think Mark Robbins knew. You know like what you're going to get, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, 72% of possession, over 550 more passes than us, an intricate team, but they struggle to break teams down as well. And that's probably why we've gone with that sort of flat four in the middle of the park, really. Just to keep it steady and resolute, really. Well, you're playing a side who the manager, when you listen to him, he wants his, he's happy for his side to, to play that extra sideways pass. Do you know what I mean? To keep rather than try and play that penetrative pass and lose the ball. You know, he, he's all about, sometimes they lose matches, but he seems delighted because they, <laughs> they, they did 60,000 sideways passes in the game. So, I mean, I think Mark Robbins thought, well, you know what? When we're without the ball, we'll, we'll bank up like that. We know they'll go sideways, but we know what we can do on the counter. And again, in the second half, we then just stepped it up a notch, didn't we? And uh, I still know, thought and, we were and... pretty wasteful, though. When we did get hold of the ball, like it, it was quite sloppy at times. Yeah, and I think that's it. I think, and you could, I think you could say that about us in, in most games. Um, and I, it's those fine margins. I think in those moments when we pick it up, if we just could be have that little bit extra quality, whether it's composure, I think we could. I, th I think really think we could cause problems. 
Um, because we get, we've got players who the movement is almost there. It always just feels like the pass is like just behind or just in front or, or you know, slightly over hit or slightly under hit. Just a bit so laboured, isn't it? At times, like I felt that panicky laboured, and then and or like we get it, and then suddenly it's like, oh, we've got the ball now. Especially against the Southampton side, the Russell Martin side, you don't you go for long periods without the ball, you suddenly get it, and it's almost like right now we need to do something with it. And I think it's sometimes like panic mode, yeah, panic, yeah. But we also did that like in games at Millwall away. It felt the same. Like I know we won, but if sometimes I do, I do feel like we've we don't realise how much time and space we've got, and we just go into panic mode. We give we, could, we give opposition. I think encouragement sometimes. I, I think we could strangle games. I think we could. We've been in positions in matches, Millwall, prime example, where literally that game should just finish and, and it should just peter out from their point of view because they just can't get near us and we're composed and we just knock it about. But we seem to, I don't know, like you say, panic and then we give it away in silly positions and all of a sudden we just give opposition that little bit of encouragement, that little bit of extra territory and that opportunity to put balls in the box and cause us problems when you think actually if we were just a little bit smarter you know it it almost feels like when we have the ball the pitch is six a side size and then without it it's a it's 11 a side yeah like we just seem to panic i don't know and i think like the team sort of run into sort of what i'm calling ben Sheafitis as well it's like when ben plays well the team plays well but when ben doesn't have a great game that sort of affects the whole team do you do you feel that the same way because i've been like the last three or four weeks, he really hasn't been at his best. But that sort of I think there's a lot expected team. of him, I think, at the moment. In this, it, you know, he's obviously playing a crucial position. I think a lot of people look at him out of the mid- midfielders and go, you know, with Heyman not being there, as we need you to drive us forward. And, I, and I've seen that more, but I think it, there's a lot of pressure on him. So I think when he gives the ball away, it shows more, it. yeah. Yes, yeah. I think He's so. undoubtedly think... one of the best players in the division, though. Like, that's not... Of course he is. You know, that's... I'm not saying that. It's... What I'm saying is that it's... It feels like he's doing too much at the moment, whereas... He's integral. He... He's integral to... Like you say, I think if we play well, he has played well in the game. 100%. I agree. But he's also covering we... three roles, isn't he? That's a thing. That's that's a that's a major concern for me. That's why I still feel like we, we are... Sh- like woefully short in the middle of the park because of course we are and and, and that the recent results should not change anyone's perspective of that at all we we need a centre mid and I'm absolutely certain we'll get one and that would then allow Ben Sheaf then to do what he does best like, do what he does best it feels like he's trying to be this box to box midfielder but he's also trying to be this sort of deep line playmaker he's also trying to be this defensive midfielder and I think it is asking a lot from him. So there are going to be mistakes at times. And I think having someone next to him in that Hamer mould just just would just would elevate his performance more consistently. Yeah. And then would help the team. Yeah. Uh, but he did play about on the goal. Uh, he managed to dispossess the, the Saints midfielder um, as he as he does so often. Uh, releases O'Hare. And, and Hadji Wright, we've talked about composure. Composure, composure, composure for weeks on this podcast and he showed it here great finish brilliant finish brilliant finish i mean great first touch you know defender didn't know which way he was going to go yeah just great composure and just a a really confident finish and i think the celebration i think that, i feel like that that's a moment there where actually i think a lot of fans you know they're blowing the kiss to the fans and yeah. fans showing that real passion i think that that's the moment where our fans can go you know what this guy's on six goals. He's on course to hit 15, 16 this season. And if he does that, I was I chat to people around me uh, where I sit who who slate him. And I go, well, we've spent this money. If his return is 15 goals a season, we'd go, that's pretty good. First first and, year in a brand new division, new yeah. country. That is a good return for me. And so my and my argument with them is, but we're not at the end of the season. So they're almost like they're expecting him to be on 15 goals. Already, now. yeah, and, and I'm like, well, we're a, just over a third of the way through the season, and he's a third of the way to that target. So, I mean, I, and, and actually, I think, yes, at times there's been poor finishing, but at times there's been some joke saves, there's been some bad luck. He's gonna score goals for us, and I think, and you can see, you know, he is starting to settle, he's, he's showing a bit more aggression, he's he's looking like a dangerous player, and it was a great finish from him. And again, I think, I think if Vic. Does that, you know, that finish, everyone would be... Oh, it's lauded, isn't it? it? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. it's lauded. So uh, great from him, brilliant from O'Hare, perfect way to pass. And yeah, really sort of emphatic finish. I'm seeing signs, signs from both him and Sims now that they're sort of finding a bit of their feet in the team. They're getting a run in the team, which is so important. I think like people downplay that so, so much is that they need a consistent run in the team, learn systems, play minutes, learn how everybody works and you'll get the benefits of that. And we've seen it from right the last couple of weeks. And even Sims's performance on Saturday, I thought was outstanding as a, as a lone striker. Uh, we'll come on to that later on, but the signs there now that there, there is something about them. And Sims is only what, 22 years of age as well. Well, that's the thing. He's 22. I think people forget because he like, just looks obviously a lot older and stuff. He, yeah, he's 22. So it would only take, you know, like let's say this season, he, you know, he could score a few goals and finish on six, seven, eight goals or something. But then next season, suddenly it's like, you know, he's 23 and then he could get such double figures. You've then got to play there. And it's like, he's still only 23. And I think, I think our fans forget that. And, you know, and right, 25. I mean, again, it's like there's, they're showing really positive signs and they've got a lot of football ahead of them. A lot of maturity ahead, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about their goal. So disappointed. I think that's like the one time we sort of really, really switched off, giving the ball away again, three players being dragged towards a cross. Obviously, Armstrong gets a flick on and then Adozi finishes. Where, where do you sort of, blame here where do, where do you put the blame I think giving the ball away um, where we did you know again it, it's just that game management sometimes in those moments to go actually just we ha do have more space and there are people open and sometimes we just we choose the wrong option and then when we get it wrong one too many times it costs us yeah it, that's it's the got, panic mode again isn't it the panic mode it is that panic mode you know and I just think you know what? There is nothing wrong. Like I know they're going to keep the ball, but the difference is they're then losing. So their tempo is going to have to, you know, they can't just keep passing it sideways, sideways, sideways. So we, we know they're going to have to take a few more risks and then we can try and intercept the ball and, and counter. I just think there's nothing wrong with playing a ball like Sims, you know, working hard, strength, you know, putting one-on-one -on -one via the defender, put the ball in the channel, ask him, ask questions of them. Um, it's about I managing just think the game, isn't it? Managing that type of game at that at that period when you're one nil up, it's very different to being nil nil. Like you say, they've got to force it a bit more. So it just needs a steady and calm nerve through the team. And maybe that's where like the likes of Fads comes into his own at that point, you know. It is able to galvanize and manage how we play through that that period. That's yeah. I... We are we are definitely missing that as well. I'm not saying Fad should come in for Bobby Thomas or Kitchen because they're outstanding at the moment. There's I'm not saying that at all, but I think we are lacking that sort of leadership in a way. In-game uh, sort of nous, you know, yeah. to on the pitch to sort of go, guys, listen, next five minutes, they're going to kill. Next 10 minutes, let's just, just play it simple. Let, let's not try and be too cute and, you know, and clever. Um, and, I think, and I think that's what happened. And then the problem is then one thing, it's like dominoes. And then suddenly, I mean, the finish yeah, hits into the ground. Bidwell's unlucky that, you know, I think if he hits it any other way, he probably blocks it. Yeah. Um, and and then obviously ends in the, ends up in the back of the net. Another plus point, Palmer back into the fold after a lengthy absence again. Um, but it looked lively, doesn't he? And that's again another great option to have. He found some pockets of space that I don't think anybody else probably would have found on the pitch. Some little really nice intricate turns as well, and very unlucky towards the end with that through ball to to Hadji not to. Not to pick up the win. I thought that was a great chance. Well, he had that moment, that chance, that pass to Ben Sheep as well, that reverse yeah, pass. Yeah, Ben Sheep. Yeah. He used that strength. He's got that. What he's got, he's got that height. He's got that strength. And he, you know, he did incredibly well. Shrug off two Southampton players, play that uh, slip pass through to Sheep. And I thought, an opportunity here, you know, and it was a good save from the goalkeeper. And then that ball to Hadji Ryan. I mean, we're talking half a second. We're talking, you know, if Hadji, if he bends his run and it's the right run, and it's like the ball's just ever so slightly later, you know, he'd have been in one on one. I think that, and that was probably Hadji Wright's best game for us. I think he looked like uh, a menace. And I, you sort of back him to, to, to get go through there and and finish and, and win the game. So, yeah, some really encouraging signs from Palmer. And you just look at, you know, O'Hare suddenly really just starting to go through the gears now. Um, Sakamoto, 
looking like you know, MVP, really, you know, and looking incredibly exciting. So there's a lot to get excited about. And, and then we've got the January window, you know, just a few weeks away. So there's definitely going to be additions, do. isn't there? I think there has to be now. I think that we definitely need a left winger, someone to be on that side or someone who could play on both. So if, Saka, if you're taking Sakamoto off at the moment, it's like, well, who are we bringing on? You know, I, I don't think O'Hare is that wide player. I think he well, is. Robin's, Robin's alluded to that, didn't he? He, said he? he finds it very difficult to replace Van Ebeck and Sakamoto because he hasn't got anybody else in, in their mould. No, and I think... So I think it's clear. I, I think we need at least two players. I think we need a centre mid. We all know that. Um, and I think I think we need someone who can play on that on either wing because obviously Hadji Wright's been playing on the left. But if you take him off, who are you putting on there? So I, I think two additions minimum really. Um, I think defensively you look at it and, and players have really stepped up. I mean, I, I mean you said it at the time. I was buzzing with with kitchen, you know, and, and then you know people were then starting to slate in the signing. Like we never slated the signing. We said, we, I don't, I never understood why he wasn't playing. But all of a sudden now, I mean, four million or whatever it was, he, he looks. Him and Bob Thomas both our players. That's the key thing. They're both yeah. our players. So they're four year deals, and you look at them and go, they've got that, they've got that nasty side to them. But but but, but kitchen looks a, a leader to me. Like he... There's an understanding between them as well, which is really, really good to see. It's sort of, I know this is maybe taking the piss a little bit, but it sort of reminds me of the sort of the Ferdinand Vidic understanding. I'm not saying they're at that level, of course not, but it's just got inklings of that for me. Yeah, yeah. They seem on the same wavelength, don't they? And I think, I don't think, I thought about this a lot. I think there's players who, I think a lot more players now in this system look way better than they did. I think there's one player or two players who look good in a back five. Fads would be in being one of them in the middle of the back three. But actually, I think a lot of the other players sort of look worse. Mm. You know, you, you go to the back four, Van Avak, for example, in a, and Bidwell. I mean, in a back five, when we got wing backs, where the whole thing was, they have to be the, 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 the wide outlet. They were so conservative at times. Suddenly, go to about four, but we've actually got some. They've got more. They've got more freedom. Outside, it seems like, and then they've got more freedom, and they're, and they're, they're absolutely bombing on. And you go, well, you end up just scratching your head, thinking because that should it should be the absolute opposite way around. It should be the opposite, and it's but just, we're getting it's more just... crosses with with standard standard left and right backs than we are with wing backs, which is just mental. I just felt it was very predictable, like the, the, the wing back situation, because. If De Silva or Bidwell or Van Avak had the ball on the halfway line, there was nobody ahead of them. But they, they, and it's like, well, if that's how high up, whereas now it's like, it's just, there's that positivity. And we've said this about Kitchen. When he first came on against Cardiff, what he did is he got the ball. Whereas Binks, you know, people were rating Binks. I thought he did well, but he was very safe, always sideways. Kitchen gets it. He drives forward. Bobby Thomas wants to do the same. And then all of a sudden, it frees a man up in the midfield. Suddenly, you've got Sakamoto and then Van Avak overlapping him. It's exciting to watch. It really is. And I think if we can do the same on the left side, maybe get a left winger, because I do think Hadji Wright can play on the left. He's doing well, but also could it then frees him up to be able to move into the centre. I think an extra couple of options there would, would go down a treat. Anyone you'd like to see in Sky Blue that comes to mind? Oh, goodness. Um, I haven't played enough football manager. I've been very See, busy, for me, I, I think like I look at Suriki Dembele the other week for Birmingham, and I'm thinking he is absolutely perfect for that left-hand side. But it's going to cost a bit of cash. And whether Birmingham are going to part with one of their better players, that's like... But him, him, someone, someone of that mould for me would be would be perfect. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, I, I look at... I don't know, we were linked with him in the summer. I, I look at like a Callum Styles in terms of the centre-mid, that, that sort of someone, that, that energy... Um, and on the left, yeah, that Dembele is someone who, like, I mean, he's again very tricky, isn't he? Like, he can he can dribble. You know, you imagine him holding dribbling, and then Bidwell or De Silva overlapping on the left. You know, similar to how it is with Sakamoto and and Van Abak, and all of a sudden you go, wow, this, yeah, this looks. It's going to be. It totally feels different like we're prospect, teams, isn't it? Yeah, different prospect. We're asking teams a lot of different, a lot more questions, um, and they've got to come up with the answers. Whereas I feel like in our old system, it was just very. I knew exactly what we were going to do before we did it. And it was like, so if I can, 
then then you, you know, the opposition surely can. So yeah, I don't know really. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more foreign targets. You know, people that we've not really heard of. I mean, you look at someone like Sakamoto. If he was in the championship, I mean, how much would teams want for him? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like we got him for one, one and a half million. I mean, the, the guy's just coming to his own. There's just I not mean, many players who get you up off your seat, right? In in this division, like him, where you know, you never know what's going to happen. Really, like it's just like it's a complete box of tricks. And there's not many players in the league that you know can do what he has shown so far. So I think you're absolutely right. You know, it costs he he someone someone like him would cost a fortune if he was in this division. Whereas we've gone overseas to find somebody, and you know we've got him for relative peanuts, really. Peanuts. Grand scheme of things. And also his his work rate, like his whole attitude is absolutely bang on. I mean, I cool. that's culture smiling. as well, isn't it? That's culture. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. He he's just so. Um, he just works his absolute socks off. I can't help but smile every time I see him on any footage because he's just yeah. beaming like a kid. I uh, like, I uh, yeah, absolutely love it. I think it's, I think it's absolutely top quality. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, let's wrap up the Southampton game then. Man of the match for for you? Sounds like Hadji. Hadji, right for me. I think it was his best game for us. Yeah, really, really dangerous. Took his goal well and almost got him on a, another couple of occasions as well. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Hadji, right for me as well. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, let's move on to, to Saturday's fixture at Ellen Road versus Dirty Leeds. Uh, you mentioned the the starting eleven. Obviously, in hindsight, it's worked. But I think everybody was taken back by what we what we saw on that on that Twitter post come two o'clock on Saturday. Um, what what was your thoughts? I think you said you were concerned it was back five again. Well, to be honest, I didn't know what it was. I, I sort of, you know, I was about to do a show and I checked the lineup and I saw Latibodier. I then saw Kuls. I saw Van Avax. I saw De Silva and Bidwell. I, saw, I was like, what is going on? I, said, <laughs> I, 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 I thought, what? And then I saw Sakamoto and Sims, and that, that felt like, and I thought. I'm going to go go to the North Pole, take kids on the journey, beat Tom Hanks, and I'll come back and see see what's going on. That was, I uh, yeah, I didn't know what. Are there any I pictures or video evidence of you actually doing this for a show? Yes, I'll send them to you. <laughs> yes, yes, mate. There's loads on. Rather than you just doing this for fun. No, mate. mate I, I get paid for this. Yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> this is not my choice at all. But uh, but um, but yeah. So it, it did raise a few eyebrows, and I, I sort of. I guess the fear was, I think a lot of people's reaction came from the Ipswich game, you know, where he made those changes and we, it, it, it felt like we were sort of surrendering to them a little bit. But I think actually on reflection, it was the certain individuals, Ayari starting, for example, people who just, just seem off it in, term, in terms of off the ball. But everyone he played against Leeds, De Silva, Bidwell, people, you know, bodies on the line, everyone working super hard. Uh, no passengers, and and then you can't afford that against uh, against Leeds. I say you're going up against the team in the division with probably the most energy, the most pace, trickery in the whole of the league. You know the way to beat that is first of all try and match the energy, of course, but more importantly have some kind of shape, a system, and incredible discipline. I think we showed all of that in abundance throughout the whole ninety minutes. I know there was opportunities for Leeds, but you're never going to tie a team no, down course. to zero opportunities. But I think what we did was just really sort of hold those those opportunities back for them in a way. 100%. And actually, what, what it showed to me was 
clearly it's been something that we've been working on since Southampton's gone right this is what we're going to do we're going to go there and I mean it just makes me laugh you know all the the aftermath of you know the expectation that we should just go down roll on our backs and let them oh the entitlement is ridiculous isn't it oh it's real I I don't I don't get it like you know, we've had teams come to, to to us, and clearly it's like like Plymouth, for example. They 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 wanted a point, right? And they they almost got it. If we had drawn nil nil, there'd have been frustration. But the frustration would have been for me would have been at ourselves that we didn't we, you know we didn't put the ball in the back of the net. Leeds took the lead. They put the ball in the back of the net. You know, we then went up the other end, got an equaliser, and actually again you, you, meant, you spoke earlier about panicking. There was moments where had you right, O'Hare, Allen running towards the Leeds penalty area, and you're thinking. If we were just a little bit more calm, the Palmer chance would have been in. The Palmer oh, chance is, you know, that that's that's a, sort of epitomizes everything we've said here about panicking. Like the ball, he's got an opportunity there to, you know, take control of the ball and and sort of finesse it. But it's just a pop shot of nothing really, and that's pure panic mode because we're in a position high up the pitch that we haven't been in often in this game. We've got an opportunity and we've just snatched it, and that's that's. That's frustrating because we're sort of those opportunities don't come around very often in a game like this, and we had two or three of them in the game, and we've let it slip. Really, you know, we we could be sitting here thinking about what are the best performances of a Coventry City side in the last ten years, really, and we've come away with three points. And I know we've come away with one, and that's a success in a way, but it could have been so much better as well. Well, I guess the way I look at it is. The game plan would have been, you know, what it was. But when we get it, you know, we'd have been, we would have surely been thinking, when we break and get in those positions, these are our moments. Make so you know, the opportunity. So that that great move, Van Avak bombing in, and then that sort of tickle of a like a cross. But I mean, it did sort of cause a bit of chaos. But I'm thinking, you could have taken that further into the box. Do you know what I mean? And if we, it just felt like O'Hare and Wright are like running, and it's like. If we could just be a bit cuter, if someone just drops in and you just lays it back and then we can't finish and then go take the lead, you'd be thinking, what a goal. Like, this has been our game plan. It's almost it's... like the defensive game plan was bang on. And obviously, we scored, got the equaliser, fantastic. But it is that panicky. And it's easier said than done in the heat of the moment, you know, sell out. Of course. But... Yeah. But it felt like running for running sake by O'Hare and right at that, op- at that opportunity <laughs> because a bit of conviction and we, we get a goal from that. I'd put it this way. If that... if Roles are reversed, and, and the opposition go up and do that. You, you can just see it. It would just be. It's almost, It's like we forgot what anything we'd do in training in that position, and they just sort of all just straight line running. Whereas if someone had go here and like dropped in, taking a little bit of space, and Van Avec, you know, it was almost like we put the ball in, hoping that something would happen, rather than going. This is what we're going to do to score the goal there. But I mean, look, I can't complain. I would have t- snapped your hand off for a point. I think the, the best. Start. The best thing for me is sort of rattling leads, isn't it? I mean, it's priceless. I mean, it's the fallout from the weekend has just been amazing to see. It's it's so funny, you know. We've got we've gone to a team as I said, probably the toughest place to go in the division uh, for atmosphere, etc. Although it sounded absolutely horrific there, uh, other than the Sky Blue Army, we've gone there aiming to frustrate them. You know, a play a team full of players well above this level, and we've done a job. You know, it's just beautiful to see the tears are incredible i didn't think we had because that of in course us to we've do got that. to go there everyone has to go there and just hand them three points three points yeah and leave with our toes between our legs and go home <laughs> like by the sounds of it i'd have loved robins to come out right and give it the old big sam oh, i can you know he can't take it that without tactic them and all that stuff was that versus meridio when big yes, sam did yeah. that that was so good i'd have loved Robins to come out and, and you know, we were comments such as that because it's, it's stemmed through the whole team. You could see that at the end of the game from Leeds, you know, they were frustrated. Somerville, you know, the biggest crybaby in the world talk about being kicked all day and stuff. Oh, welcome to, welcome to professional football. Has he, has he not gone through a game where he's not been kicked before? You know, it's just well, pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And then not shaking someone's hand. What what are you playing at, fella? I know you've you've nah, nah. you've drew you've, rattled, you've, mate. rattled. You know, missed chances, but he, you know you still he epitomizes the, the Leeds fan base. Leeds yeah. fan base in Somerville, they just absolutely in tune. I mean, what 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 was great from our point of view is seeing our team, the togetherness, 
you know, like yeah. to defend bodies on the line, like literally. Like Latibodi, yeah, big shout out. Actually, you know, he's been out the side. Brilliant. I thought he was, you know, brilliant. To be fair, you know, utility man, defensive mid, right back, punny. Like, and he's a, he's a leader. He's got that sort of, you know, he like you know at the end, you know, Bobby Thomas, Kitchen, all these players, and you go, you know what? These are the players of tomorrow for our squad. You know, you, the fads, Kelly. It sort of feels like a bit of a changing of the guard in terms. Yeah, hundred percent. The next leaders, you know, for for Coventry City. I'm and glad you, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because if, if even for this season, I think that was a real turning point in that game. And, you know, it showed grittiness, determination, something we haven't really shown this year. We've been too nice. Let's be honest about it. We've been way too nice. There was an XY graph showing that this week of like we don't get pick up yellow cards, etc. But this game, we just showed a bit of bite to us. You know, everyone working hard for each other, gene each other up. For me, that's, that's a big turning point in the year. Again, we've seen the social videos going to their Christmas party afterwards. I'm not sure where they were going. Were they going to the darts, were they? Or I'm not sure where they were going. It was in, it was in London, wasn't it? It was St. Pancras. So I don't, I'm not sure where they were going. Maybe, but you could see but, everybody uh... was in a good mood, talking to each other, really happy, you know, egging each other on to sing songs. I know, but you, you, you know, you read the forum, people would have you believe it's not here that everyone hates, hates each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like, this is a joke. But I mean, I, I think what you said there, I think it is, that is a key moment for all those players you played. If you had said to any of us, any of us, me included, leads away, who's the one player you want in the team? I'd have gone, fads. Do you know what I mean? My, yeah. I'd have gone, yeah. we need someone who's, who's, going to talk. So to go there and defend like we did, the two young centre-backs, you know, I think that is a huge moment for them. I, I think, I think in terms of going, you know what, we're, this is our centre, this is our defence, this is our centre-back partnership for, for, you know, for years, you know, years to come. Latip Modier, Ben Sheep, Jamie Allen, and credit to him driving forward, you know, and what was good, what was nice, we equalised and then Robbins instantly was like, but attacking yeah. players, but atta- yeah, it's mad. Yeah, that's not normally the Robins way. Even more, just, just, <laughs> just go. You know what? Now, we, now we're going to go for it, and it almost worked. It was almost perfect. Like if we just had that composure in one of those moments. That was part um, of the game plan be... as well, wasn't it? You know, get to 60, 65 minutes, and then then switch things up and see if we could muster up something. Um, but obviously, we did with with the goal. Um, we will talk about the goals. I want to mention Latibodi. Yeah, you you mentioned there in, in a couple of passing comments. I thought he had an outstanding game in that sort of midfield sweeper role. Really, he wasn't really part of the midfield or the defence. It was just sort of like roaming around that sort of middle uh, of that of those two sections. Um, I think him having like he has played there for Jamaica, obviously, but having him there really allowed Kitchen and Thomas really just to to focus on that forward line. And I think he did yes. an outstanding job. And, you know, that's definitely something to look at in the future. We've we've mentioned, you know, midfielders. Will that allow Ben Sheaf to, to be freed up a little bit more if we if we need Latibodia to play in the next couple of weeks? Well, yeah, I think I think I think again, leads away. There's no not many tougher tougher places to go. It's to go there and, and show that you can do it there. If you can do it there, then you can do it against anyone else in the in, in the division. And I think it's one of those games where it felt like it was, a, it was going to be a stink or swim, like it was going to be like a disaster, and it was going to be, okay, this is where we're at. There's you know young side, they've got to learn. But actually, I think, I think it was a lot of a case of boys turning into men. Actually, in that game, do you know what I mean? You know, there's yeah. a lot of young players. People like, you know, you could have looked at someone like Sakamoto or, you know, Van Avak or you know people who you know, could they could the occasion get to them a little bit or Ellis Sims leading the line, but like you said, he led the line brilliantly you know throughout the game sakamoto quality when it matters you know pinpoint cross bobby thomas you know who was he was outstanding you know that was def- the goal even like the the thing you've just mentioned there with thomas you know that was definitely something that had been worked on you could see that quite quite clearly when either one of the center halves had the ball and they could drive forward into a little bit of space latter there was there for cover so give them the freedom to do that so there was a game plan there, and, and it was clear to see throughout the whole game. Which so credit to Robbins and Vibash for this movement, though. That's what that's since in the last half a dozen games, or you know, since the sort of Stoke game when it, you know we, we got that nil nil and changed it. There seems to be movement. There's there's a bit of fluidity about us, rather than being this very rigid, 
side to side, side to side, and nothing going on. I mean, it comes from confidence, the, that Ross. Confidence, and 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 I think round pegs and round holes. I think people and playing, like you say, you can see those individual connections now all over the pitch. Whether it's Kitchen Thomas in the centre, Latibodia, like you say, him knowing that awareness to dropping in. I think the right side. Van Avak, Sakamoto, there's that connection there. And that's been built because they're playing games, they're playing 90 minutes together. The left side, you know, whether it's obviously De Silva, Bidwell on the weekend, but whether it's Bidwell and Hadji Wright or things are starting to build. And like you said at the, the top of the show, it, it comes from playing games, getting minutes. You can do all you want in training, but you have to see it working, you know, on a match day and away at Ellen Road. You know, there's no, no tougher places to, to put, you know, practice uh, into effect, really. Let's talk about uh, our goal. I'm not going to talk about theirs too much. I don't want to give Somerville uh, much more of a mention on on this program this week. Uh, but Bobby Thomas obviously getting his first goal for the Sky Blues, and the ball from Tatsu is just perfect, isn't it? You know, it's lovely in swinging, not too deep, not too close to the keeper, but just absolutely perfect. And I don't think people have mentioned this enough, really. But I've, I'm going to applaud Bobby Thomas in his bravery for this. Not Bravery is in getting up for the ball in between two defenders, but having that commitment to the run, getting into the box, continuing that run and, and getting on the end of something. Like, I don't think we've really pushed that narrative much this weekend, it feels like, it was, is he's done an unbelievable job there to, to find 100%. a gap and get in position. But he could, he could have run forward, played that ball out and then just sort of and stopped there yeah. and sort of just gone back and gone, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of... My zone, really. But no, he carried on. And like you say, I think that that's huge credit to him. He scored goals last year. And, and I think that, you know, him and Kitchen, both the centre-backs score, score goals, you know, and the records, you know, show that. And there was a great header. The ball from Tats is just quality. And, and that's the one part of his game. It's like, if he can start getting those numbers up, assists, goals, because the rest of his game, his, his strength, he seems to have, he seems... Uh, more durable, you know, and that goes for Van Abak as well. Both of them seem to be able to get in through games, you know, and and he's he's quick, his skill, his agility, all of that we we know is you know he's shown that right from the start. But now it's tactically, you can just see he knows where he needs to be, and and the the quality is just fantastic. You wonder, you know, could he could he be on corners, you know? Yeah, oh God, with those sort of balls in, but we didn't uh, have a corner no. in this game, no corners. Not one corner in the game. I'm mad. Because but... I, I, I had us down for four and a half corners on my bet, and it's the one thing that let us down. Oh, dear. But, Very um, frustrated. But a great header. Great header from, from Thomas, you know, and it was headed down, and the keeper didn't have a chance. And, yeah, loved his celebration as well. And Tats, Tats's celebration as well. Have you oh. noticed when, he, when, obviously, we scored, the camera's still obviously quite wide at that point. Um, his celebration, he was just absolutely loving it. But Bobby didn't. Bobby didn't go and say thanks to him. I noticed. He just, no, he he just, no, he just ran off. Leeds, he pointed at the Leeds fans. Yeah. No, yeah, even look. after that, though, in the little huddle and stuff, yeah. like he just disregarded poor Tats. Chief Chief went over to Tats. You he did. See yeah. he Most like, of the team did. To be fair, I mean, it, it's things like that where you go, yeah, that it's just it, that that is quality in the right moments at the right time and I, I you can't not like Tats I don't mean there's, I can't there's no fan can even even the most deluded fan who sits around me could possibly moan at him <laughs> because he's just like I don't know how you, I, can't, I can't not smile are you sure they're not like just like delusions in your head this these these fans no 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 I can your, tell you for a fact. your actual own thoughts <laughs> had you write haters around me although like I say the last few weeks they've been dying down a little bit but, um, but no Sakamoto is yeah, his passion just—he gives. You can—he just leaves everything out there. And to be fair, I can say that across the board. And I think actually, I think that's been the big thing. Me and you and Dave Moore spoke about it months ago. You know that perception about say Hadji Wright. You know about oh, how he looks on the pitch. Well, actually, I think people have seen the last few games the tracking back, the, the working, Ellis yeah. Sims, the strength. And you look around the squad now, and you go, Bobby Thomas Kitchen putting their bodies on the line. The same Van Aver. Bit of shit outery from them as well and you go and you go through the team and you go actually there isn't one passenger you know O'Hare we know what he does off the ball Casey Palmer the thing is now the standard set you know so anyone coming on and that's why Ayari's not playing because he does not hit that 
those levels. level of yeah. like of, of work rate, you know, yeah. what Mark Robbins wants. And I think Ipswich is almost, I know I didn't speak about this, I haven't been on the pod for a few weeks, but that to me, on reflection, felt like a, here's your opportunity, you know, away at Inforce Art, in, Inform side in the league, let's see what you do. And he sank in that game, whereas yeah. a lot of people against Leeds stood up. You talk about the opportunity, even in that Ipswich game, you know, we did have opportunities to to showcase stuff in the game. I know Ipswich had a lot of the ball in the first half, but the likes of Ayari, I think O'Hare even wasn't great in that game either. You got another opportunity, O'Hare, but you've got to show there's a level now. You've got to hit that level. And if you're not hitting that level, you're not going to play. It's as simple as that. You're not going to get on the pitch. You know, he, We've got he, options to change it. It's not like last year or last two, three seasons where we've got sometimes one player per position. Bidwell and De Silva both know their form dips. The other one they're fighting. In. It's the same with Kitchen, and, Kitchen and, and Thomas. You know, if their form dips, you've got Fads and Binks, who's played well this year, to, to yeah. come in. We're now getting competition for places in different areas of the pitch, which is good to see. Obviously, we've we've mentioned there are still gaps, of course, and hopefully we'll fill those. But even when you look at the bench, you know, we've had a couple of academy players on there this year and, and they're not getting a look in now. So it's, you know, these, you know, are they, are they being told, okay, lads, you've got to fight for your place on the bench now. That's, you know, it's, it's great to see what we have options. And that should, and that, that should only increase, you know, in, in January, you know, bring, you know, bringing in a couple of reinforcements. There's obviously Robbins has alluded to Tavares going out on loan. And I think, I mean, what do you think we need? I've, I've already sort of said, I mean, what would you like to see come in? I want to see I want to see a right back. I want to see a centre midfielder and I want to see a left midfielder. I think if we get that, we've got an opportunity to really push on for the second half of the season. I'm not saying yeah, that we're necessarily going to make the playoffs, but it could be one of those seasons where we've showed something that going into next year. You set ourselves up for next year. So yeah. It's an absolute, like kick on because think like, of so having it, a year years worth of experience for some of these players in the division and then next year we even bol- bolster that even more in the summer it's you know really who's going back? If, if, if the, the one flop is a lone player and and, and we, you know, we're seeing glit we're seeing had you right we're seeing actually yeah there's a player there and he's going to call you know every game he gets like chances sort of thing so you know we've had strikers in recent years Waghorn walker who would never get a chance never because their movement, something's not right. It's not look. Do you know what I mean? Like his movement, he's in the right places. Sims, I'm seeing glimpses from Van Avak now showing what he can be. Sakamoto showing what he can be. If we can get O'Hare tied down, you know, and you look at like next year, you look at it and think Kitchen, Thomas, Collins, all these players, a year experience. There's not many players going back. We've got two loans. Yeah. You know, whereas last year we had the whole bat line was loans. We had all these people out of contract. I agree. I, I think we can have an exciting end of the season or second half of the season, which you never know, could could get us in the playoffs. I really, uh, you know, I'm not ruling it out, but like you said, even if it, we fall slightly short, I think next season and beyond, you know, is looking is looking exciting. When you look at, let's look at the table now. So 25 points. Um, is it 25 points? No, I'm looking at the wrong. It's 27 points. I was looking at goal, sorry. Uh, 27 points, uh, hauling that sixth position at the moment and 36 points. Nine points, you know, it's not inconceivable that you could you could make that up. You know, we showed that last last year. Uh, Thirty six, so sixteen points splits the the last team in the playoffs to the first team in the in the relegation zone. You know what this division's like. We just know. You know, we've got nine draws this year, which is the second most in the in the league. You know, you think there's a lot of teams above us have lost. Consilium, two, three more matches. More, so yeah, I mean, have Blackburn lost, have lost four more matches than us. You know, and 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 yeah, you look at some of those draws and you go, last minute. It's not inconceivable we could have turned the, at least two or three of those around. You're thinking maybe that's another four to six points we could have got. You know, we could have been touching the playoffs now. Going well, into, going exactly. Into and, and you look at it and it's a long season. There'll be teams who then, look at Preston, started really well, have won three and 15. You look at Cardiff, they're showing like and maybe they might start dropping. Last year we got O'Hare got you know injured on Boxing Day. We then we made a run. Injured. and somehow we made a run. So you look at it and you go, actually it's the opposite. We've we've got an opportunity to bring people in now. You know, like we haven't and... played our best football this year. No, at all. Like it hasn't happened in these twenty-two games. We haven't played you know 
consistently good football. But now we've got an opportunity. We've found, we've kind of found something the last couple of weeks. Now we can push on. Really, is this the opportunity now to really, you know, stake a claim, get in in and amongst the top the top twelve, and let's push on and see what we can get from there. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. And we've obviously still got the, you know, the weapon of Liam Kelly for the final six games of exactly. the season. Like never, you know, to bring exactly. You never know. He just leads us on again to another 15 points in the last like 10 games or whatever it was and you know gets us into into that playoff it's exciting it's really exciting I, um i also wanted to mention on the just on the leads uh look collins some good saves from him played you know he's played ever so well and obviously i'm not really gonna speak about him on the pod for a few weeks i've been very impressed um I think he showed some good shot stopping against Leeds, couple that sort of double save, and you know some of their shots were sort of inside the penalty area, sort of point blank sometimes. And yeah, he did well. And obviously his distribution in previous matches, when we've had a bit more of the ball, and again has been very calm, composed, and I think that's helping, isn't it? I think that relationship that he's got with the two centre backs in front of him from sort of the Barnsley days, you know, but also getting a run in the team, Ross. I don't think any of us had sort of reservations about him other than the, the one-off appearance in, in at the Wimbledon uh, Cup game, which, you know, obviously you can't judge too much from. Um, but it was about him waiting for an opportunity. When the opportunity comes, then then you've got to take it, right? And, he, and he's done that. Um, Wilson wasn't playing well. I don't think anyone can question really Wilson having the gloves at the start of the season. But, you know, it's, it's changed. The tide has changed and, and Collins has come in and done a really, really good job. Although... My stream went down and I went on Twitter and I saw the Cov admin had posted all what a what a double save from, from Collins. I think in like, you know, point blank, bang bang save. And there was like twenty seconds in between two saves. I was yes, I was yeah. quite surprised by that. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it wasn't quite like yeah, shot rebound shot, was it? But um but no, we got down well and uh yeah, obviously you have to ride your luck in those situations. Dan James missing a, a guilty chance at the end. But um, but yeah, fantastic point all in all. Right, we'll end it there. Uh, we'll have a preview episode coming out this week ahead of, of the of Saturday's game versus Sunderland. Um, from Ross and myself, big thank you for listening once again on the Skybreeze Extra podcast. We'll see you next time. Play up Skybreeze. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.